episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the show Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Over the Limit, the season three episode, and um, it's myself, Lexi Fema, Taya Johnston, and Jen Peterson. Unfortunately, Miranda uh, was not able to join us today. Season three, episode three, Over the Limit, was aired October 7th, 1985. It was filmed second out of the 22 episodes, but it was shown third. The director was Alan Cook, and this was Alan's first and only episode directing SMK, which is kind of sad. Born in London and died in 1994 at the age of 68. However, he directed many TV shows in the UK before coming over to the United States, where he started directing American TV, starting with Quincy, M.E., Heart to Heart, Private Benjamin, Matlock, until his last in 1993. He also has several credits for production and early credits for writing. For example, The Rivals of Sherlock Holmes, which would be fun to write. I would like to write some Sherlock Holmes um, <laughs> stories. The writer was Tom Rapalski, also his first and last SNK episode. Around this time, he, was, he also wrote several Simon & Simon episodes, but he really got into movies. Um, he wrote the screenplay and produced Loverboy with Kate Jackson in 1989. Oh, that's cute. You yeah. like that one, remember? Is that, that's not the ice skating one. <laughs> no, that's the pizza one. Yeah, no, oh, with Sean Penn? No. no Matthew, no. no who? Um, who am I thinking of? Patrick Dempsey. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, we watched that one at uh, uh, work. Yeah. We watched a bunch of, uh, we've been, we went through a whole slew of Kate <laughs> yeah. movies on our lunch hours. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say our lunch hours might have gone a little over an hour. Yeah. Only, but we would split it up between days. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made up our time. My boss said it was okay. <laughs> uh, oops. Um, your boss sounds awesome. Um, no, but we made up our time. Yeah, for sure. Always. Yeah. Well, Loverboy was the first of several, I'll call them 80s type movies that he wrote and directed. The second after Love Boy was Madhouse with Kirstie Alley and John Larroquette in 1990. Then he wrote and directed Look Who's Talking Now, which was a cute movie in 1993. And he also wrote Next Best Thing in 2000 with Madonna in 2000. So I have, I don't think I saw it, but you know, it was all kind of those 80s era cutesy movies. Mm -hmm. His biggest claim to fame, though, probably was writing and producing 64 episodes for seven days, which I didn't watch. It ran from 1998 to 2001, and it was about an ex-CIA agent being the point man for a government organization dedicated to time traveling to correct errors that occurred in the previous week, which, okay, it's a time traveling CIA agent. I thought maybe Miranda would know about this one, but yeah, because it ran for a little while. Hmm. Um, I don't remember that one. He was, it must be interesting to write, direct, and produce your own stuff. I mean, so he did a lot of his, his own work, which was kind of cool. But he only did one Scarecrow Mrs. King episode, and this is it. So the guest stars for this episode, I'll start, there are actually several kind of, I'll call them random characters, because they kind of are come and go. They had one-time parts in TV, and there's a lot of them in, in this episode in particular. But the first one I'll start with is uh, the woman who played Leslie O'Connor, who is Eliza Davalos. She was born in 1957 in New York, 
and her parents were both actors, and her mother was also a famous dancer, which I think you could kind of see from watching her. She also plays in season three's episode 20, Dead Man Leaves No Trails. She's credited. She's credited. Uh, well, they said she was credited for a different one, and that that one she was in. She was credited. She's only been in, she's only in this one episode. That's why I just want to make sure you just, you make, make sure, because you'll have people all over us on that one. She was, she, they filmed her, and I think she got um, put on the cutting room floor because of that whole, uh, because of the whole, remember, um, they got that letter that was like a ransom note and said, ditch the girlfriend or else. <laughs> Okay, well, on IMDb, yeah, she's credited she, for a different episode, and this one she actually played in, but she might have got cut out. So I just, and just, our guide says that. that she was credited in "We're Off to See the Wizard." Yeah, she yeah. was, and she she got cut because they had her it, it, like in the script. She's supposedly in it, but they were like, "We have to get rid of her. People are going to be turned off by that and okay. stop watching oh. the show." That's why she was also supposed to play in several season three episodes, <laughs> such as. Dead Man with No Trails. Um, so she was credited, but did not appear. She played Hilary Gant in several episodes of How the West Was Won with Bruce and was in Charlie's Angels in 1976 with Kate Jackson in the episode The Mexican Connection, which was the second episode of season one. So maybe she's the perfect person to play the one that gets in between Lee and Amanda in this episode. I'm trying to think she, who she was in The uh, Mexican Connection. Maria something, I think. I don't remember the last name, but I thought it was like something like Maria. I can I can pull it up if I wonder if she was the daughter of the mobster guy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I was it's funny that it's the second episode. Yeah, I I, I I know that one very uh well and I don't remember her being in that. It's interesting. She's well known for acting and producing in MacGyver, mostly from nineteen eighty seven to nineteen eighty eight. She played several characters on that show. She played Nikki Carpenter, Lisa Kohler, and Lisa Koskoff. So she played several characters on that show. She also had mostly one-time roles in nearly every 80s TV show, including Matt Houston, Knight Rider, Airwolf, Dookie Hauser, MD, Matlock, and Diagnosis Murder. Which, Lexi, you probably don't know that, but those are like the key 80s adventure shows. (laughs) Yes, I cannot say I'm familiar with many of them (laughs) due to... Not being alive. <laughs> okay. Okay. We know. You're young. We're old. We get it. <laughs> okay. Well, Knight Rider. The Knight Rider car was actually at, I think, the, I think, I thought it was the recent LA um, Hollywood show or whatever show we were at, but maybe you weren't there at that one, but Matt Houston, that's a classic 80s show for sure. I used to watch that. I didn't watch that one. Hmm. I mean, I yeah. know of it, but I didn't watch it. I pretty much watched every action, adventure. <laughs> um, I liked Knight Rider. I thought it was pretty good. I watched Knight Rider. With and, Kit. Air, and Airwolf. And yeah. Can you imagine a car talking to you, Lexi? <laughs> That's yeah. Yes. And and better yet, you can call the car to come get you. Which would come I do like that. A lot of the time. Billy Ray Sharky played Leatherneck. This is his first appearance. And he's also in... The Wrong Way Home, The Eyes Have It, All the World's a Stage, and Santa's Got a Brand New Bag. So we'll be seeing more of Levinick. He played in uh, various other one-time roles until 1996. He had a role in the movies War Games, 1983, Short Circuit in 1986, and Dragnet in 1987. So he played in some movies, which is kind of fun. And he played in the longest titled movie I've ever seen, which is 
positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom in 1983. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which I think was a made for TV movie about, I think there was a mom, a cheerleader mom that went crazy. And oh yeah. Murdered. She, she murdered her yeah. daughter's competition. Yeah. I remember that. Shit. Yeah. So Ooh, um, not mess around that. Texas, man. <laughs> wow. Now he's the guy you don't like his teeth. No, his teeth really, really bother me. Well, teeth are important. I mean, I'm with you, Lexi. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, you can get those things fixed. So there's no, there's no excuse. Who here is surprised? His name is Billy Ray. Like he just totally yeah. looks like a Billy Ray, no, doesn't he? You're so right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I he's char- he's charming in his own way. He's he doesn't seem he seems like a sweet person. Maybe the character. You but know, I'll I'll evaluate again. <laughs> Judger. Maybe not. Maybe not. But he does. Um, he shows his his muscly arms. That's true. He doesn't look bad in a pair of jeans, is all I'm saying. That's true. You just That's have to true. put a bag over his head. What episode are <laughs> so not nice. Um, where they're like in the garage or he's with the cars. What episode am I thinking? Oh, well, he's in The Eyes Have It is when he she comes in and he's like, when did you whatever happened on the, the vehicle? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I went through a, a bus stop. You know, oh. that one. That's probably what you're thinking yeah. of. And he gives her that purple car. Yes, yes, because yeah. I was surprised to see him in this one. I'm like, I don't remember him, I because I only remember him in that one, but that's my newbie status, I guess, right? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you are learning. Yes. You you are showing great promise as a as an SMK fan. I just fan. have, like, what, 27 more years till I get to that level? 27 more years. Yeah. Plus. Because I forgot it was 35. But that's just since the... Let's go on. Yeah. Hold on. And that was we suck at math, remember? That's why we're in HR. What are you even talking about? <laughs> She's saying that she she has a lot to learn still yeah. because there's so many years, but it's not that many. <laughs> no, it's more. No. Yeah, because yeah, I did what? I've known about it for oh, three years. Oh, okay. And I said 27, and I was basing it on 30 years, but really it's 36 years. So it would be... 30, almost so 37. I have yeah. 33 years to go. Wow. Doing great. But by then we'll have even more on you. Yeah, we'll be on the second or third round of the podcast. No, we are not doing any more of this damn podcast. This is it. Kim Darby played Elizabeth Sullivan. And Kim was kind of interesting. She was born in 1947 in LA and started acting pretty early in 1963. And she was nominated for a Golden Globe in, in 1970 for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical called Generation. It came out in 1969. She was also nominated for a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Performance by a Supporting Actress in a Comedy or Drama for Rich Man, Poor Man, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, she also played Deborah Strode in the movie Halloween. Um, I'm not sure if she gets stabbed or attacked or what, but I'd have to look back. Her latest role, she kind of continued on with the horror in the horror movie The Evil Within in 2017. Did anybody watch that? No. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I was curious because she's kind of, you know, her acting has spanned a wide range of time and she's done a lot of stuff. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So I'll just talk about one more. And that was Kevin McCarthy, who played William O'Keefe. And he was an actor from 1944 to 2002. And he played in some, you probably recognize him, he played in some 
big movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, both versions of that movie. It came out first in 1956 and then again in 1978. And he was in many episodes of TV shows such as Flamingo Road, which I, I never watched that one in the 80s. He was in a show called Amanda's in 1983, which is kind of fitting. Dynasty and the Golden Girls. Huh. And like his that. last role was in 2012 in The Ghastly Love of Johnny X. So, and there's several others, but they kind of had, you know, kind of one-time roles, so I'm not going to talk about them, but they're all much appreciated for their contribution <laughs> to this episode. We appreciate you very much. <laughs> So I want to I want to give you guys a little uh, juicy oh. um, tidbits here. Always love the tea. Let's yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Kate and Kim Darby used to be friends. Okay. Kim Darby dated Kate's first husband, Andrew Stevens. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, don't mess with your besties, man. I, he just creeps me out. I don't know what it is. I like am him. not a big fan of his. I don't know what she. In the June 4th, 1979 People magazine where Kate's on the cover, it's for Charlie's, it says Charlie's Fallen Angel, Mm -hmm. why Kate Jackson is happy to hang up her halo. They mention Kim Darby and they're saying, uh, a lower profile, she notes, also won't hurt her marriage. At first, a fan's fervor was a nice ego stroke, but now sometimes it's a little heavy just because I was really very visible and the show got so much hype. The six-year age difference because uh doesn't bother them andrew once lived with okay so andrew lived with kim darby who was eight years older than andrew kate's kate was only six years older than andrew Ah. and kate says she never thinks about it the age difference there are more important things like he squeezes the toothpaste from the middle and can't i can't stand it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew she- <laughs> and then likewise neither fears n- neither fears Andrew will become Mr. Kate Jackson. Andrew says I've conquered the son of Stella Stevens syndrome. She's now Andrew Stevens' mother or Kate Jackson's mother-in-law. So I'm way past such problems he says and I'm much too strong to ever let that happen anyways. I think you're not going to last very long, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate Jackson once lived with Edward Albert Jr. and dated such stars as Nick Nolte and Warren Beatty. Yeah, so they apparently shared a man before. But they they were friends, and that's why I think she brought her on there. There were no hard feelings, apparently. Apparently not. (laughs) Well, Kate dated him after, or married him after he dated Kim. In this episode, during a routine agency spring cleaning, Amanda befriends a political activist attempting to salvage the rights of independent fishermen. When her new friend gets implicated in a politician's murder, Amanda and Lee work to exonerate her of the crime. Before we get started, just want to note the script that we have today, again provided by Taya, thank you. Uh, It's a shooting draft dated July 5th, 1985. I will say though, I don't know if I agree with putting in your your new order, putting this one. (laughs) This one's where it's supposed to be. I know, but I think um, a lovely little affair. I'd like to see that one come before this one. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know, just the flavor of it, and also their relationship at the time. I think this pushes it ahead of that, and then kind of you're kind of going backwards a little bit. But that's just my opinion. But he asked her out at the end of that one. He asked her out at the end of this one. But he's with Leslie, so he would have asked her out. And then they would have gone out, and then he would have gone to Leslie, and then he would have been going exactly. back to Amanda. Oh, she God, is so not. Cute. She is not sloppy seconds. 
she oh, would right now. she once Lee once Lee had a taste of her, her he would never right mm-hmm. but for work yeah. right but for work so yeah. in this one he's dating Leslie mm-hmm. breaks up with her ask Amanda out then in, in the next one he'll ask Amanda out again yes okay he asked her out in a little little affair yeah at the end how you doing, Toots? She's like, oh, please. You could not have missed that part. That's like one of the best. That's one of the best parts of the whole series. When he comes up to her and he's like, hi, Toots. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but you see what I mean? Like you, you, he breaks up with Leslie. He asks her out. Then he asks her out again. If he, if this, if um, a lovely little affair, which is what we saw, he, he gets a little jealous and then asks her out and then he dates Leslie and then he asks her out again. It's like, that's just whipping her around like a freaking boomerang, you know, like yeah. giving her whiplash. Yeah. So right, that's well, why I think this one ends better. Okay. You one. let us know. And just for the record, it's not our list. It's, it was a um, chosen one by a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh, like, like a voting panel? No, like, no, but I mean, a bunch of people went with it and, I, and picked it. You know, said this is probably the best order. Okay. This is this has been in uh, around. This is like old folklore now. By the time <laughs> that we got it, <laughs> it was before you even came back to the fandom, my dear. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I never watched it this way until Lexi. Um, until we got through it. Yeah, until we had her go through it. I had her watch it. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. How yeah, how could it be any other way? way? <laughs> I know. <laughs> So the episode opens a little bit different. We're kind of on NBC Row looking. It's it's like uh, congressmen offices and things like that. Yep. Supposedly in D.C. And we're in... Who we learn is Secretary Rawlings' office. So two guys are impatiently waiting uh, to see the secretary. And uh, they're finally going to get a chance to talk with him. And these guys definitely don't seem to be all that great. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, they seem kind of jerky. Yep. So he comes out and seems like a n- nice guy. I mean, he seems like a pleasant person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Affable. Yeah, affable. You don't see him coming off like a douche or anything like that. Yeah. And then uh, his secretary gives him messages uh, saying that uh, Mrs. Sullivan has called several times and they're like all rolling their eyes. Yeah. Um, From Save Our Bay. Right. Save Our Bay. And uh, Rawlings is saying he'll cool her off. And then the the muscle, mm-hmm. which I hardly call him the muscle, but yeah, no, not at all. But he seems pretty intimidating. He's standing in front of the door and won't let the the secretary um, go through. So he turns right back around to this Walter guy and is like, "Hey, you know, what's going on? Is he gonna bench press me?" He's like, "You give me five minutes." So he's feeling this guy's feeling very threatened by the fact that the secretary has been you know getting buddy buddy with uh elizabeth um sullivan mm-hmm. um and he's like you know the president's taking a lot of heat i i might have to to pacify people like her mm-hmm. so you're just gonna have to deal with it have uh pam set you up with an appointment and you can leave tarzan at, at home okay he's like pacify is a word i don't like so this Walter guy mm-hmm. has definitely dropped quite a bit of money into this transoceanic thing. And so he's pretty much buying off the secretary right. and he's not real happy. He's like, I don't give a damn about Elizabeth Sullivan. 
If my trawlers can't fish over the limit, I'm out of business. He's kind of scary. Yeah. He's, he should be the muscle. Yeah, he's got the look about him. Like, look at that. He's, like, angry. He's yeah. He's flared nostrils. Yeah, you light. know that emoji with the smoke coming out yes, of their nose? That's, that's what he looks like. He totally looks but like that. for it, for sure. This is the story of my life. Political pressure for oh. versus environmental protection and fairness and all that stuff. Environmental justice mm-hmm. for everybody. So just... would you say that you are Elizabeth Sullivan, Jen? <laughs> No, I'm kind of the scientists in the middle, kind of saying <laughs> what they should be doing both to protect the fish, but also the people that depend on the fish. Oh. Yeah. So you guys, Michigan is in the news in terms of the most recent movie, Dark Waters, which is the perfluorinated compound issue contaminating water, which is a huge Michigan and Minnesota issue because of uh, DuPont and 3M. Oh, so you, guys, you guys should watch that movie. That's the one with um, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo, yeah. yeah, Mark Ruffalo. There's also a Netflix documentary on that. That's really good. I was wondering what that was about. It doesn't really the the previews they show don't really tell what it's about. It's about uh, contaminating drinking water and other water sources with perfluorinated compounds, which were used. 3M used it on clothing and carpet um, as an anti-staining. Um, compound it makes things repel water and repel stains Mm -hmm. um but they also accumulate in people's bodies and cause adverse health effects especially if you're drinking the water and eating fish well i'm Um, good on the fish at least the big plants you know obviously 3m is a huge plant dupont and they coated all carpet and sofas and it's in your teflon like in your cooking ware so your food doesn't stick to your pans oh great it's in your uh food so you're cooking it every time oh my gosh lovely especially when the coating comes off oh you know like if you're using a metal and it scrapes it you know you should get like a cast iron skillet and use that yeah good to know real iron skillet because the iron is actually really good for your body Uh, even though you have to worry a little bit more about sticking and how you clean it it's Mm -hmm. much better for you wow okay good to know (laughs) there's my little public service announcement there (laughs) (laughs) we are chock full of them so that's good that's good we can check that off our box for today so when uh, the muscle, quote unquote, opens the door, there's like nasty, nasty fish hanging from dead fish hanging and squid and all kinds of yeah. stuff hanging from the door frame. Mm-hmm. And it says, save our bay. Yeah. She was very creative with that. Yeah. I bet you it smells real good in there. <laughs> there was a slight deviation in the script. Rawlings was able to successfully get through the muscle down to the parking garage uh, where his Mercedes was. And in his car seat and on the floor, they were covered with live swarming crabs. A large cardboard sign with a a fish-shaped logo is on the seat reading Rawlings, dash, dash, SOB means business. Wow, (laughs) save our bay. (laughs) I know, I read it and I was like, son of a bitch, what do you mean? (laughs) No, save our bay means business. But to me, that seemed more militant, like they were threatening. Yeah. They got to his personal car inside it, and they put live crabs, which is rude. Well, and it's wasting that wasting those crabs which if they was really save our bay people they wouldn't just be wasting that so yeah that makes sense they wouldn't they had in the episode like clearly they were from the grocery store Mm -hmm. like like they weren't i mean that's what i assumed when i watched it yeah they They looked fake to me i mean they obviously were fake Mm -hmm. 
Yes. But so they could have been fake, meaning to be That's fake true. in there too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, good point. So the secretary says after Walter and his goon go, uh, he says to his secretary, call Mrs. Sullivan, Pam. Tell her I got her, I got her message. <laughs> and then we get to go to the lovely Amanda King's house where... <laughs> Dottie is looking at a magazine and she's letting her tea just boil over. (laughs) Look at her tiny little waist. God. Yeah, she looks super cute in this outfit. Yeah, even with the tie on. I think a tie on a woman is cute. Oh, I didn't notice the tie. I hate the tie. I know you do, but I think it's cute on her. I don't like that it's cream color when her outfit's white. When her shirt's white. But otherwise, I think it's kind of cute. But look at the yellow flowers. Mm-hmm. So she's drinking out of a bleach bottle. It looks like I know, didn't now. it? It totally looked like a bleach <laughs> bottle. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know if maybe that's how they came then back then, or I don't remember seeing them that way. They always seem to look like the ones we have now. But I love how she just drinks milk. Mm-hmm. I like the tie. I think it's cute. Look at her nails. I know that they're always nice. that bright red. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amanda pinched. Daddy's cheek in the script to get her attention. I do not think Beverly Garland would have liked that. <laughs> I don't think I would even attempt to do that awesome. to Miss Garland. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Just try yeah. it. Yeah. Kate Jackson. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Do not touch her cheek. Yeah. That's so funny. She's like, what are you reading? She goes, this is not one of those advertising. This is a whole catalog. This is an entire sexy lingerie catalog. <laughs> and Dottie's like, yeah. She goes, would you look at that? I don't know why anybody would want to wear this stuff. You could read through it. <laughs> Dottie cracks me up. I don't think you want to curl up with a good book. <laughs> well, it depends on the book, huh? Right? Know. right? You know what I'm saying? It's funny that Amanda comes off as a prude. Kind yeah. of. Uh, she totally Amanda does. Dottie. Yes. Dottie seems like she could get down. Get down, yeah. get like, down. Which, well, uh, I have to say... I really don't want to think about my mother in yeah. lingerie. So as soon as I saw, like, if what's good for the goose mom, isn't good for the gander in this. That's true, but I just aspect. would have like not said anything at Mind all. Mind your own business. <laughs> I would have just, yep, I would have been don't like, ask this them to tell. My business. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta. Go. I gotta go to the table somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I don't. I mean, if it was like a girlfriend, I'd be like, oh, look at that. That's really cute, you know. Yeah, but if yes. it was my mom, I'd be like, oh no, you don't want that, mom. <laughs> I love it. And then she's got her, I love how she's got her glasses like at the bridge of her nose. And then she's like, bye. Like she's just totally into that thing. <laughs> Dottie, remember Dottie had her on her foxy grandma sweatshirt. She's just putting it to the test. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yellow flowers back there too. Really? Yep. Right there. Do you see them? Oh yeah. Good eye. I'm telling you, she has them all over. I think that's the sweetest thing. Yep. Like, hi mom. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, so, uh, Amanda comes into the agency and sits down next to Francine. They're like really close. There's not even like a partition up or anything. Yeah. And I thought that they were particularly friendly in this particular. Yeah. Agency. They're kind of like, yeah, they were being comrades, you know, in arms really with yeah. against mm-hmm. <laughs> poor, poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, Billy comes out and he's like really just laying it on really thick. So, you know, whatever he's got up his sleeve, you don't want any part of it. Yep. And he's like telling him that he always hears they complain about being cooped up and uh, they're chained to their desks. And he's like, well, today it's all changes. It's spring cleaning day. (laughs) And everybody's not uh, real happy about that. So what do we think of Ms. Desmond's hair? Very Uh, 80s. Very 80s. 
straight. And then the it's like almost it's stuck to her back of her head. Yeah, yeah instead of being a little more fluffy. Mm-hmm. And then look what the cat's dragged in. Or as they call the midnight rambler. Yeah. <laughs> he is looking pretty rough. Right. But I thought he was looking pretty good. Oh, he looks really good, but yeah. I mean, he's, you <laughs> he, know. He looks a little tired. Yeah. Who's that guy? A schmuck. A schmuck. That's <laughs> who that is. And Francie's like, oh, no, I'm not getting stuck with this one. <laughs> and Amanda's like, oh, these seem like a little uh, a little strange, sir. So Billy wants her to get started on the on the um, uh, spring cleaning, but he want, he's got, she's got an appointment with uh, Leatherneck on the shooting range, which she's not real excited about. Yeah, his hair being a little uh, tousled, uh, kind of a little sexy. <laughs> I love how Amanda's kind of just checking him out like, what's what's mm-hmm. going on here? <laughs> She's not used to seeing him that way. Yeah. And he's and he kind of shaking it off like, it's insomnia, that's all. And Billy's like, yeah, seems to be chronic. Same problem for the flat last four days. <laughs> Do you think it's... I mean, we know what happens in the episode. Do you guys think it's insomnia, like truly insomnia, or is it mm-hmm. he's out partying? He's having a good time. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be with Leslie, Leslie right? She's in town. I mean, we don't know yet, but we put it together later. Yeah. He's out, you know, partying up with her. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Even if you're dating, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Dinner and you're talking, you know, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And they're long distance, so they're they. Um, I don't I don't remember if it says it in the episode, but they'd only been dating for a month, so everything's like new and fresh. And so when she's in town, they're getting jiggy with it. <laughs> Going pound town. Pound town. Oh my gosh! Strike from the record, please. Nope. <laughs> so they did have a scene between, um, or like additional dialogue between Francine and Amanda in the script. It's right after um, where Billy says, you know, look out for the crackpots, take care of her. Um, so Billy leaves. Lee is wrapped with another yawn. Francine says, this must be one hot little mud wrestler. Oh. Amanda says, I think it's more serious than a mud wrestler. He's got on two different socks. Francine, looking puzzled, says, yes. I guess he does. Is this some kind of wash day voodoo? I don't see the significance. Amanda says, to get two different socks, you have to reach in your own drawer. Be dismayed. I think he, uh, I think he took this girl home. Wow. She, yeah, they're really, so she's, she's really thinking she's like, about this. So like in the script version, she's very, um, like it comes off even more like perturbed or like jealous that he's got someone else like that. So anyway, script Wow. really putting everything together so yeah no i like that mm-hmm. yep hot little mud wrestler <laughs> no it's so gross yeah. i so that made me think like is francine thinking it's randy <laughs> like whoever yeah character, you know I yeah we always joke that yeah. because she played that one chick that was at the mud wrestling thing that it's yeah and played randy that yes. yeah that's funny yeah. very good i like a snarky uh i like a snarky amanda i like a jealously and i like a um put in her place francine oh i don't agree with francine but the other two yes for sure and i like a uh laughing uh billy yes for sure. when he's like really uh, amused at something and he just gets that belly like like santa you know like yeah. rumbles from his belly mm-hmm. i like that too mr muscle who was just in secretary rawling's office uh is now in this goofy looking guy's office with his curly ass hair and his red hat like he looks kind of goofy uh and he's holding a baby toy um but then it also looks like a bomb so 
one has to wonder. Right. Um, and what are they going to have today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a goofier way to wear a hat than that guy? I mean, geez. The goon says, Mr. O'Keefe wants to be certain that, you know, you do your job kind of thing. And then this guy comes out of another bedroom and he's like, obviously he's building a bomb. Like, you can see all the fixins there. <laughs> and it looks a little frightening, especially by the looks of this guy. He looks like a dork, you know? Yeah. Probably couldn't find his way out of a wet paper bag, you know? So, obviously, this person is working on the inside with the Save the Bay people because he said that when Rawlings called and to talk to Elizabeth Sullivan, she was all excited. So, whatever he told her got her... Um, very happy. So that means it's bad news for O'Keefe and his transoceanic people. This guy's saying that he gave the whole speech to Elizabeth Sullivan. So she knows exactly what's going to be said uh, at their next um, meeting. The, the speech from what this observer heard was that it was, um, the fishing limits are going back to the old. So no more fishing over. So this guy's been embedded with her for six months. Yep. That's a long game, man. Back to the old boundaries and strict catch limit. It's going to placate to the Save Our Bay people. And that means that all the work that O'Keefe has been doing, the bribing and everything, is just going for naught. And his $20 million trawlers, they're got to go. Yeah. Got to go. They're not going to be able to, you know, dredge up everything. So he wants them to move forward with this baby rattle bomb. Baby rattle bomb. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, now, Lee and Amanda are, Lee's taking Amanda to get started on the spring cleaning. Uh, and uh, so they're, they're. These are really funny. These are cute. They have some really quirky things. So they have all this, these older women and they're all drinking beer and they're sitting around playing poker. But then they're doing a seance in the middle of the poker game. <laughs> it's so cute. So I do want to point out that Mary Jackson, who plays Jenny Weeks in this, also plays Lois Mendelson in Pharaoh's Engineer, which is the episode uh, that Kate makes her debut as a uh, director. Cool. Yeah. But it's really funny. So they're, she says they're um, channeling the Big Bopper. <laughs> do you know who the Big Bopper is? I have no idea. So back, um, do you know the song um, American Pie? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Big Bopper is one of the people that died in that plane crash that killed Richie Valens. And he, oh. he was a radio um, guy, gotcha. the Big Bopper. Uh, and I, I think he was also, uh, he was a singer. He was a, he was in music. I don't remember if he was a DJ or if he was, no, he actually, I think he was a singer, a singer too. And um, they, they died on that fateful day in the plane crash. Bummer. Yeah. I so want to sing. If, if Miranda was here, we would totally sing American Pie right now. Just saying. I miss you, Miranda. <laughs> Thank you, Miranda, for not being here today. I'm just, wow. I'm just teasing. It's just a neurosy. We talked about them today. I know. But, yeah. No. Let it be. Yep. Let it be? Oh, that's a good one, too. Mm. <laughs> um, so Amanda's like, what's so oddball about a women's club? <laughs> And they come up with this thing that they're the, from the pe- People's Encyclopedia. Oh, we always had um, Britannica maybe growing up. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe. We're from the People's Encyclopedia, and now we're making a directory of all nonprofit groups in this area. So she's just trying to get some information, and she's saying they're the ladies' auxiliary of the cosmic cabal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at how wide her eyes are. I know. 
That's Jenny Weeks. She, yeah. That's Jenny Weeks. And commute with the spirits and departed rock and rollers. <laughs> and Amanda seems so intrigued, like, really? Like, what's going on? And the ladies are, like, really getting into it. She goes, we got through to Richie Valens, the big boppers with him. <laughs> Bye. Amanda's like, all right, I'm down for anything. <laughs> and then Lee's like, gosh. And she's like, well, we had to let them finish singing. <laughs> I like, she kind of gives him a little jibe there. He's yeah. like really impatient. She goes, what, do you have a date? Mm-hmm. Ugh, this Eight. is, this do we have, part. okay, do we have a, um, on our list, do we have like most awkward moment? Because this know, could this be, right. it. this would win. This would win if we this had. This is painful. So MKC's finest awards, if we had most awkward moment, this would take the prize. I yeah. swear to everything holy. Hey, Amanda. Remember that New Year's Eve party at the Soviet embassy? Oh, yeah. You tried to match Borchoff vodka for vodka, and you ended up in the bores. <laughs> right. Ah, oh, you sure look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Remember how we danced? Oh, yeah. Amanda, hmm? you were wearing that fabulous dress, the one with the, uh, what do you call them? Spaghetti, uh, spaghetti straps. Spaghetti straps, yeah. and there was uh, the pearl, pearl buttons. buttons yeah. right. Oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Where'd you get that? I made it. Oh, it's a one of a kind, huh? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> on it you know i wanted to get a present for a friend of mine and uh, i just thought she'd look you know great and something like that No, he was saying, you know, he's he was hoping that he he could she'd say, oh, it's from Bloomingdale's, and he can go buy it. Yeah, which is more but insulting he didn't because leave it at that. he kind of was still kind of like, oh, like leading, like oh, it's a one of a kind. Like still trying to get it. Oh, you think? I didn't. I didn't yeah, read them to that. So. Okay. Huh. That's why she kind of ducks and runs off. <laughs> I mean, she he says like. You look beautiful in it. Where can I get it? And it's like so insulting because if she looked beautiful and he wants to like make his friend beautiful too, like what was wrong? Like why? Not, yes. Why not with her? Like it's just exactly. insulting. It's like what it makes her like like Amanda had to be feeling like so insecure. Like what's wrong with me? Like he said I was right. Like he, it's just like like I think up to this point she's thought you know she's always like I'm not as type. Yes. Like I'm not as type. I'm okay with that because yes. I'm not as type. Right. Okay, I get it. Yes. Never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not as type done yeah and then all of a sudden which we know foreshadow or you know we a little ahead of things but she sees her and hello she looks like a younger version of amanda mm-hmm. and That's it's like and then he's trying to dress her like that yes. and it's like oh so you want someone normal mm-hmm. you want someone who looks like me yep. but you don't want me right That's yeah hurts. i think it's sort of at this point a subconscious Oh, it totally uh, is. So he's he's doing these things, but I don't think it's obvious to him until maybe later that hey, yes, I do have feelings for her. So yeah, but I you still want to punch I, him in I the think, nuts. I don't think he's doing it. Yeah, I just think he's clueless. He is, but like as a woman, like we would definitely all read into that, and it would it would affect our self esteem, like or just yeah. you know, cause self doubt when they're. Definitely does not need to be any. Ex- uh, totally. Yeah. Like just. Exactly. Uh, it's, yep. it's like it's hard. It's hard to watch because it's just so. So he's like, remember New Year's Eve, you know, at the Russian embassy? And she's like, oh, yeah, you tried to match Borchoff vodka for vodka. 
<laughs> and you ended up in the borscht. <laughs> and and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, right. And he's like, you sure look beautiful. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he goes, remember how we danced? And why, why do you have to lead her down? I mean, seriously, he's like, that dress. And she goes, the one with the, and she goes, spaghetti strap. And he goes, and the pearl buttons. It was just gorgeous. She's like, thank you. He's like, where'd you get that? I made it. Oh, it's one of a kind, huh? Yep. Yeah, it is. And look at her smile. She's like all big smile. I wanted to get a present for a friend. I just thought she'd look, you know, great in something like that. Ugh. Her stomach oh. must just drop. And then she's like, oh. And he's like, oh, shit, I stepped in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you realize, he realizes he stepped in it, you know, yeah. but still. Ugh. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels so bad for her. Even however many times I've seen this, I just still hate that he did that. Mm-hmm. And I know he didn't do it to hurt, be hurtful, but he did hurt her. Definitely. Definitely he did. Ugh. Okay, this guy creeps me out. Do we have another award for like creepiest character? Because yeah. he's, he's so gross. Mm-hmm. So gross. Yes. So he's the guru. Yeah. <laughs> A society of cosmic love. They did a whole mural on here. I mean, so right after um, how Lee, or the, that last scene, they just kind of leave it with Re- Lee being like, "Oh shoot, like I probably shouldn't have said that." Yeah, um, you think? It says, "By now, the smile's gone from Amanda's face. She's shooting daggers at the still unsuspecting Lee." And then there's a sign on the building that they just walk into: mm-hmm. "The National Committee to Legalize Illegality." <laughs> and below are smaller signs: "Soliciting tolerated, loitering allowed." Dash, dash, take your time. Finally, no skateboards. (laughs) Even in the 80s, you couldn't skateboard. So, yeah, it was like another, it was like the, they added a third one instead of just the two. Um, So the guy, his name is McGowan. The position of the National Committee to legalize illegality is very simple. And he points to his t-shirt. Anything goes. No more laws. Amanda says, I gathered that, but Why? McGowan says, why not? The society is too hung up on stupid, little, on stupid little rules. They stifle individuality. You want to park in the white zone at the airport? You should. Drive down a one-way street? Go ahead. <laughs> Amanda pauses her note-taking. But if you make everything that's illegal legal, nothing would be illegal anymore, and you wouldn't have any reason to exist, right? McGowan, with eyes narrowing, says, look, lady, you got a permit to be asking all these questions? <laughs> yeah. The irony in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be worse. You just have a sign that says clothing optional. So he <laughs> could have been naked when she came out. He's so greasy and so gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like uh, yelling at who was ever on the other end. He's like, I don't want to see your ugly excuse for a human face ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, and then when he hangs up, he's like, mm, hello. And you're just like, ew, ew, ew. And is that a tie on around his head? I think and then he pulls off. Oh my. And then he sees her. And he's like, oh, hello. It's like, she's like a tasty morsel for him. He looks like fat bastard. He totally he does. He totally does. She looks nice there though. She looks pretty. She got out of there as fast as she could. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so creepy. Now she's at the Save Our Bay office and they're getting ready to go pick it. And she's uh, playing uh, with a stroller. So she's, it's so funny. Only Amanda would pick up a stranger's baby. (laughs) She just picks up the baby out of there. He's a toddler, really, but he's cute. She's good with kids. Mm -hmm. Of course, she didn't have to hold them for very long, but still. 
Yeah, you wouldn't dare do that in this day and age. No. Pick up someone's baby, someone would freak out. Oh, I know. Well, she did ask. I did see her ask. Okay. She kind of like she kind of like looked over at him, like you know, can I? And the lady said, yeah. So, so isn't this guy Munson? Magnuson. That's right. So Magnuson is there now, and. That's no, that's no good. That lady is in other shots of Scarecrow stuff. She's always like a filler person, that blonde lady that was just there with the Save Our Bay sign. Yeah. I don't know where this is filmed, but it's pretty area. Yeah. So she's explaining that they didn't leave, the transoceanic isn't leaving any, um, any fish left in there for the individual fishermen. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be able to keep doing what they've been doing for generations. Hamilton Rawlings shows up and he's about to give his speech. Uh, and then Magnuson takes the baby buggy, very old-fashioned looking baby buggy, yeah. <laughs> and takes it up the hill because Elizabeth is holding her baby with, you know, has her baby with her. And uh, then he gets up on stage. Luckily, Amanda's back a little ways. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty smart foreshadowing. So there's quite a bit of media there. There's a lot of the people on in the Save Our Bay um, group are there. Um, with their picket signs and things like that. He's Secretary of Management Resources, uh, his official title, we finally learn. And he gets up to talk and they're all booing him. But at least he's there. Yep. So looks like a nice looking guy, you know, a little balding. but And so he starts with his speech. And before he can really get into the nooks and crannies of it, he... Well, he, he, um, yeah, kaboom. <laughs> so that stroller, which totally would have lost speed by that time he had it there. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, it would have caught something and like fell over. But for TV's sake, it goes right into the thing. And as, and then the guy has a remote on it and it blows up the whole stage and along with the secretary Rawlings. <laughs> Yikes. That's, you know, of course they cut to a commercial back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we find Lee frantically looking for his partner, which I would have liked to have seen this extended a little bit more where he is more worried. Like he has to wait a little longer before he's relieved to find that she's okay. Cause yeah. he just left her. He was supposed to help her and he left her and then look what happened. And it had nothing to do with her doing something wrong. Yep. So Shame on him, but it's very sweet. He, he, it makes you, it, this, this episode really pulls you, you, you hate him. And then you want to just be like, oh, and then you want to punch him. And then yes. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and this is one of those moments where you're like, oh, he really did. Yeah. He was really worried. Even the hug that he just gave her though. I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> he looks good. His hair getting fluffed around like that looks good too. <laughs> And then, uh, so they're hugging and she's, you know, she's obviously very um, worried. One, she just went through an explosion that she could feel, you know, right there. So that was pretty scary to see somebody get blown to bits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, now she's worried because someone's, the police are taking uh, her newfound friend, Elizabeth, into a squad car with handcuffs on so that she's not excited about that. And she just had to leave her baby with that lady. Yeah, that's How frightening too. Mm hmm. Very scary. For the baby, especially, but even for the mom, you know. Yeah. Trudeau, who is uh, one of the detectives, is on site and he comes up to talk to Lee. And then he's like, What are you doing here? And then he's like, Mrs. King, do you know the spook? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like, You know, uh, do I, uh, what do I say here? And he's like, She's one of ours, you know. He's like, oh, why don't you just say so? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Then why are you using such a derogatory name for it? 
a man is clearly fixated on Elizabeth. She's completely worried, understandably so. Mm-hmm. Her new friend here, who seems to be a pretty straight shooter, has just been arrested. Yeah. So, oh, he looks pretty cute there. Yeah. I want to punch him in the face, but he's pretty cute there. Mm-hmm. So now um, one of the representatives is uh, on TV um, saying that um, Rawlings will be missed. So he's obviously passed away. Lee and Amanda and Billy are now in Billy's office and they're trying to figure out who did this and why. And Amanda's adamant. She's very upset that Elizabeth Rollins, uh, Elizabeth Sullivan is not involved at all. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's like, she's a decent, hardworking mother who's just trying to look out for her family. And then, oh, man, <laughs> Francine has to get her snotty little comments in. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Most dangerous creature on God's green earth. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, you always say it like a mama bear. Yeah. Yeah. Woman scorn, man. And Francine's like, I'm just kidding. It's like, no, you're not. (laughs) So she brought in uh, surveillance photos that they just took. And she's like, who took these? And the NSA, CIA, CIA, FBI. And then Amanda points out right away course um that magnuson is playing with the the baby, uh, baby no the baby buggy and he's like he's cook he has the baby oh does he okay it's mm-hmm. cuckoo he's cuckooing the baby and she's like no sir there's no baby in there mm-hmm. and then they're like well how can we tell when stamp it you know there's no time stamp on these pictures which totally would be now yep, <laughs> nowadays sure. you would see it Mm-hmm. And know exactly when it was taken, oh, but modern times. I know, right? Amanda's, you know, showing them pictures, but they're they're saying it, you know, it's circumstantial, and they can just show it to the cops. Mm-hmm. And Amanda is not happy. Mm-hmm. She is ticked. He's like, it's it's police work now. They're the pros. Well, so are you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let them do their job, Amanda. And she's like, I like Elizabeth Sullivan, and I'm gonna help her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up and she's like, excuse me, sir. And she just leaves. And Lee's like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is snarky Amanda right here. Mm-hmm. He goes, now you have that look. She's like, well, with the sleep you've been missing and a new girlfriend and all, I'm surprised you noticed. Bam. <laughs> Mic drop. And she leaves. Yep. He's like, who says I have a new girlfriend? Those oh, bags under your eyes. please, sir. <laughs> we know everything. Mm-hmm. So now uh, they are at the police station and Amanda's gone right down there to see if she can help them. So she's looking for Detective Trudeau. And then Mrs. Sullivan's husband is there and he's like, oh, you know my wife? And she's like, oh, hello, Eric, to the little boy. Mm -hmm. So she's saying that she has proof that his wife had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Lee's already there, which how did he get there? (laughs) he, He can Fly she through there, I guess. The I, guess. <laughs> I guess so. That guy looks so much better with all those horrible glasses on. So they've released Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, but she's still a suspect. And they tell her not to leave the country, the city, something. They tell her not to leave. Um, and then Lee's just sitting there, the look he's given her. It's so, so uh, <laughs> like coy and everything. Uh-huh. And she goes over and she's like, you arranged that. And he's like, mm. she goes, good move. <laughs> <laughs> she I know. Exactly. Smart. Smart of you to do that. I'm a little <laughs> less, I'm a little less ticked off at you right yes. now. <laughs> so now they um, go down to the bay and by the um, marina and they're talking with the Sullivans now on their boat. 
Yep, and she is in a fancy outfit to be on a on a fish crawler. crawler <laughs> well, he's in a suit, outfit. so. But she's got her heels on. Oh yeah. Neat little flirty skirt. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her little necktie that you love so much. I, have, I pretend it's not there. <laughs> Mr. Sullivan is explaining to them that you know if he can't work against these um, people that are transoceanic, who's sucking up all the the fish, then he's not going to be able to make his payments, and then they're going to lose everything. And he shows him pictures. He's like, they're hauling up as in, in one net as much as they do all day. I like how she's drinking an orange fizzy drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they can get in one net what he can get on his whole entire boat for like, so the whole day, you know, that he spends out there. Right. So they're legally over the limit and they're allowing them to do it because they've changed the, the, the limits on things, mm-hmm. which Rawlings was going to go back to and have those limits on there so they would be enforced but now he's dead and they are back to square one so uh elizabeth is saying that the police showed her pamphlets that were supposedly in her desk that she's never even seen before and lee's like you're being framed you know she goes what about and amanda's like on it she's like what about magnuson Mm -hmm. she's like kurt he's not from the bay like the rest of us and then her husband's like, yeah, it's like kind of like she's being polite. So what she really means is yeah. she doesn't like him very much. But he's a hard worker and a good fisherman, a little hot-headed. And then she says he's a little bit more than hot-headed. So she has his address apparently memorized and uh, writes it down for them. So now they're going to go visit Mr. Magnuson. Mm-hmm. And then the baby starts crying and Amanda's like, oh, I'll go get him. She, I tell she really wants to hang out with the kid a lot. And he's like, no, no, if we're going to lose everything, I'd rather do it in private. Mm-hmm. They look cute there, don't they? they do. So now we're back to Magnuson's apartment and he seems to be packing up. And then Mr. Goon shows back up and he's like, where's O'Keefe? I thought he wanted to thank me personally. He's like, oh, he's not coming. So now Magnuson wants to get paid. He's like, you had visitors. He's like, some cops showed up. So what? They're not, they got nothing on me. And then he throws a, a journal on his table, and it's totally... Uh, like fabricated evidence. Yeah, it's it's implicating him in the bombing. And then the goon gets behind him is and, uh, is, I don't know, cutting his throat or something? It said in the script that he like had a long needle, and he thrust it up into him. Ugh. Yeah. It looked like a needle thing, but then I wasn't sure if it was just a knife or what. So Lee and Amanda are at the apartment now, and they're finding this guy's place this kind of reminds me of your favorite episode lex really yeah remember when um amanda stays outside and lee and brand go into that guy's part look for that guy's apartment and then they smell the sugar and the gas well they smell the gas not the sugar they don't have that good of noses um but it kind of reminds me of that where they're like looking for the apartment type thing so lee tells her the police have probably been here and gone but let's see what we can find out kind of thing. He's like, I wish you would have stayed in the car. She goes, no, not in this neighborhood. <laughs> like, I'm not going to stay out there. Right. So Lee opens the door to go in and that bad guy's coming out. But then he shuts the door and blocks Amanda from coming in. And she's trying to get in. And uh, then Lee and uh, the goon are fighting. And she's trying to break in. But the, now the door's locked. Poor Lee gets a face. Boy, she's really pounding. Mm-hmm. Lee gets a face full of... Uh, fire extinguisher stuff which is cannot be healthy dr dr peterson that can't be good for his eyes am i correct all those chemicals no and the chlorinated compounds i was just talking about is in the foam that's what i thought Mm 
So <laughs> they use it uh, for training exercises, a lot of foam for airplanes, put out fires. Oh. And so all airports have huge groundwater contamination plumes. Oh, my gosh. Is any water good? <laughs> Be careful what you drink. I mean, if you have a well, have it tested. I have a well, and I did get it tested. And even if you're on city water, make sure that they're testing for because performing compounds weren't routinely tested for for a very long time. In fact, there some um, counties and cities and states don't test for it at all yet. Uh, but we know that it's very toxic. If you watch, you know, like I said, dark waters, <laughs> you will learn more about it. So Amanda is helping him up now because he can't see anything because he's got the damn chemicals on his eyes. And he's like, go, go get the license number. So she can only see... Three part, uh, three numbers, seven six seven, because there's conveniently there's a newspaper covering it. But she did get to see what kind of car it was. And then it's a Maryland plate. Yes, mm-hmm. good good pickup. Yeah. Uh, and then Lee goes over and finds uh, Magnuson has uh, seen gone to see his maker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On his ugly couch. So the script is a little bit different than how this played out. It starts with, okay, so this is right before this scene. Okay. Um, Lee and Amanda go to his apartment. Uh, Lee has a pile of plastic bagged dry cleaning on his shoulder. He's fumbling with his key and him and Amanda have been arguing. Amanda's saying, we have to go to Magnuson's. We need to go at least check him out. And Lee said, if it spelled conspiracy, I would, but you heard Billy. And it says, as Lee opens the door to his apartment, Amanda notices a lovely florist bouquet in front of the door across the hall. We can clearly see his name written on the card. She normally wouldn't kid him, but she's too mad to resist. He reaches, but she keeps the flowers away. Lee says, hey. Amanda says, I think this is for you. I'm deliciously tired and terribly lonely. Dot, 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 poodle dog. Amanda gives him a look. Poodle dog? I don't know, Stetson. You're getting in deep with this one. I'd better go take a look for Magnuson myself. Take a nap. Lee puts his clothes and flowers inside, slams the door. You want to look? We'll look. You know, you don't read another person's flower cards. You just don't. It stinks. Amanda says, says, sorry. In parentheses, it says she isn't. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Oh, my God. The 80s version of sorry, not sorry. Yes. That's so cute. Poodle dog. Oh, my God. That's horrible. (laughs) She can't even give a good nickname. Mm -hmm. That's Leslie for you. Yeah. Um, So so then, right. This scene is different in the script. Um, so at Magnuson's apartment. At Magnuson's apartment. Yep. So the um, his name is Town. Apparently, the muscle. Oh, okay. Um, he dives through the window, and the door splinters open. Lee rolls into the room, gun drawn. Town dives out the window onto the fire escape, loses his balance, and hurdles full force into the side of the grating. Kicks back and catches Lee on the chin. Bolts pop out, and the fire escape swings free. The alley below is a long way down. The fire escape yawns away from the wall. Uh, town falls five floors, and Ooh. Lee dangles in midair. Um, so Amanda is able to run in, get get in the um, apartment, swinging her long-strapped purse out the window. And the little tiny Amanda in the script is able to pull Lee up. With her purse. With her purse. Okay. Pull Lee and the fire escape back into the building. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep so man says are you all right and they're both catching their breath and uh looks down beside magnuson magnuson who's um still in the apartment obviously and he goes but he's not so 
just a little bit different. Just a little. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> probably rightly so because there's no way. Kate's probably like, I'm badass. I'm not that badass. Yeah, how are you going to grab the fire escape and a full grown? Man? Yeah, that heavy iron, wrought iron like that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Strap, yeah. <laughs> Though, which yeah. we've always said like she never goes anywhere without her purse yeah she doesn't well, there's a jefferson memorial mm-hmm. looking pretty we were missing our dc shot yes we were <laughs> now we're good okay i love this i think this is really cute yeah so now we're at the transit oceanic office and um assuming yeah okay town uh o'keefe is really raising a ruckus he's really ticked off at this uh his goon town um and saying, how do you know you're not going to, you know, get ID'd? And he's like, I- I'm telling you, no one saw me. He didn't see me. I know my job. He's like, find out who that guy was and what he knows. And if you have to, make him disappear. That look. He's just that like, guy is not going to. Yeah, he's such a weirdo. So now those flowers are missing. Remember they were there mm-hmm. earlier? Now they're missing. It is a different day, though. Oh, well, I know. But she, they always had the the mom sitting there. Yeah. So And they were looked really fresh, so they wouldn't have been dead already. Yeah. I like this sweater only because, and not because it's cute or anything. It's just, it reminds me, it's very Amanda. Mm-hmm. And I remember it for, as a kid seeing it in the, in the clippings and stuff, like oh, yeah. TV Guide and stuff like that. She wore that for like a lot of promotional ones. Oh, so it reminds me of Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of it, it's that. Yeah. Oh, you see the little doll over her shoulder. Yes. Which we now know is a, a cleaning uh, duster. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. So Amanda's on the phone and... Uh, she leaves a message for Lee and says that she'll be on the shooting range, mm-hmm. which is funny. She's just blatantly saying it pretty loudly in the house. Anybody right. could hear her. Like when they go, honey, what? Yeah, Mom, why there. were you going on the shooting range? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, We're doing filming. That's what that, that's just what yes. that means. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the kinky part. <laughs> yes. Daddy is. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So the boys are fighting over something that that got delivered and Amanda and Dottie are at the front door. They're all at the landing there. And uh, Amanda's like, Rebecca's fantasy. That's for me. Mother, what have you ordered? Well, to be perfectly honest, I really don't think any of this should concern you. Mother, I have to know. You're my mother. You're a parent. You're a grandparent. I am also an adult and a woman with interests and needs. You're my daughter. When I ask you questions like this, you tell me not to. Fellas, why don't you take the trash out? Right on, ground. Go for it. <laughs> I don't get it. What's Mother. the big deal about Rebecca's fantasy? I just realized what it must have sounded like when you'd sneak in at 3 a.m. I'd be waiting up. Mother, please. All right. All right. Hunter Conrad asked me to the coast for the weekend. Hunter Conrad? Do you mean Mr. Conrad? Daddy's old fishing buddy? He has been a widower over six years. You're sounding very old-fashioned about this. Mother, you were going to the coast where you and Daddy used to go with Hunter Conrad with that. Yes. 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 Why is my mother such a slutty whore? She needs to get it. She does come across prudish but i don't think she's 
that that's why I think a lot of people are like, oh, she's such a prude. You know, they see her as a prude. But I think it's not the fact that she's doing those things. It's that it's her mother doing yeah. those things. If that was a friend of hers, she would. I don't think she would be so prudish. It's yeah. the fact that it's her mom and that it, she's doing it with her father's fishing buddy. That's true. That's true. It's the circumstance. Yeah, I mean, if it was my mom, I would. I would, we were talking about this earlier, I would, yeah. I would probably rather just die than know <laughs> anything about it, you know, but around my friends, it's a whole yeah. story. Yeah, we talk about all yeah. that stuff, but Jen, what about you? Would you, do you think it's about her mom being in that situation or the fact that Amanda's just more prudish? I think it's kind of about your mom, but I think Amanda's a little prudish. <laughs> do you? <laughs> That's fine. I just think she's. Well, she probably doesn't see her mother like that, but in, in that light. Yeah. But at the same time, I appreciated this storyline because it kind of shows that older women are still yeah. out there She's a foxy grandma. Yep. But I think, I mean, Amanda doesn't come across prudish when she and Lee are finally together. I think she does. I mean, oh, you do? I don't think she does. Because she, she's yeah, very... I do. She can be, like, touchy-feely and, like, affectionate. Yeah. And that's not, like, a prudish person to me i think she's very proper yes sure. but and respectful as she needs to. Yeah. yeah it's the quiet ones i'm telling yes. you i think it depends on your definition of prudish i'm not saying you have to be like overly indulgent in certain areas <laughs> she's very reserved yeah she's reserved for sure and, but i think uh, it has more yeah. this has more to do with her mom it being her mom and the circumstances of that than with anything else i could I'd probably say, yeah, I don't really want to know, but go have fun. Yeah, you know, just don't tell me about it. <laughs> just let me know where you're going to be and when you'll be home. <laughs> so now Amanda is at the shooting range at the agency, which this is kind of interesting to see her. She's getting some training, um, even though she's not very good at it. It's it's not that she can't shoot. You know what I mean? It's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing yep. for her. She can't shoot. Because she's afraid she's going to hurt a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this whole exercise bothers me a little bit because it's almost set up for like a terrorism in another country type of situation. In America, we don't have kids and not, I mean, we don't have little kids shooting. But the agents have to go to different countries. So they yeah, might come up against that. For Amanda, I mean, let's start with like who has a gun out of you know, profiling a typical person. Yeah. yeah. I would have trouble shooting a child. I mean, that's kind of another level. Like, okay, we're, we may go to countries where kids are shooting and stuff like that, but I don't know. I thought it was a little hard on her. The fact that it's a video, though, I'd be, like, blowing that shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, it's real. So I guess I can put that. But for her. I mean, yeah. you have to first identify yeah. it's a child or a nun or whoever, and then that they have a gun. You know, you have to, like, it's an advanced skill. Yeah. I, I, I can say it. Well, but we don't know how much she's already gotten to. This could be where she's already, she's already mastered that stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. It could be. Well, no, because he said that it's time. This was her first attempt at the firing range. So, I mean, she's just a beginner, and that's clear, which is fine, but... Yeah. That just seems like a little advanced. <laughs> but okay, she's still not good at it, but <laughs> she's still not But it is it's a mental thing. I don't think it's um it's not a physical she can't shoot because she can't see the, you know, broadside of the barn or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's more a mental block for her, I think. 
Yeah, I don't know. If I'm training someone, I'm going to give them an accuracy first, mm-hmm. shooting people with guns, and then... Shoot um, at targets or something. probably yes. not all that accurate. I mean, she luckily did well later in this episode with the pulley, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a little strange. Yeah, just kind of helping with the desensitization overall with the whole situation. I don't know. I don't question the agency training, but (laughs) I question the agency training. You question (laughs) all you want. Don't worry about it. Leatherneck, we finally get to meet him officially, and uh, he's not looking very uh, attractive in the brown. No. (laughs) It's not doing him any favors. And uh, he's... (sighs) He's like, do me a favor, Mrs. You gotta, you gotta shoot a bullet. That's the only way you can end the game. So she points it to the ceiling and shoots. See, the objective of the thing is to fire your weapon at your adversary, not the ceiling. Ceiling's on our side. Like she goes, I couldn't shoot the little girl. She shot you just like the nun before. Okay, we're gonna try this one more time. Get ready. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> oh, look at Mr. Uh, Suave here with his brown leather coat with his sleeves pushed up. He's like, she's like, did you hear from Elizabeth? He goes, in a way, she's got more, some more trouble. Come on. Oh. A little dimple popping out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate those mom pants on her. Yeah. So they're back at the police station, which is not <laughs> boding well for uh, Miss Sullivan. And uh, her husband's in talking to her, and then Lee and Amanda show up. She's like, but I don't understand. How how can they arrest her? We saw the guy, and we got part of his license number. And he's like, and the police found Magnuson's diary. It implicated Elizabeth up to her neck. So even Trudeau, Detective Trudeau, is like, hey, this is a setup. You know, it doesn't, nothing, no one, that Magnuson guy is not going to sit there and write down all of that stuff. It's like, it's clearly a setup but they that's all they can do is you know take it for, for okay. face value with a dead secretary of whatever on yeah the line. they have yeah to... man management resources yeah right they gotta get someone mm-hmm. on the hook lee's saying that that diary implicates a lot of people and it's gonna make a lot of people sit up and pant yeah. so it means a lot of people are probably implicated and and then he mentions that Magnuson's a con and she's like why did you call him a con he goes he Magnuson wasn't his real name he escaped Leavenworth like two years ago so he was in uh, the armed forces oh is that what that is so when army guys and uh uh the like uh do bad things that's where they go Ah. yeah while they're in service though right or maybe while they're on trial and things like that before they get kicked out or you know they might be found innocent Uh, I don't know depends uh, Leavenworth is a United States Army installation located in Leavenworth County, Kansas. It's been there since 1977. Oh. 1977? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's pretty new. I would too. I was only four, so I'm pretty new then. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying it relatively speaking, so whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's like, hey, you know, the U.S. attorney decides whether he's got a case. I just, you know, go around getting fingerprints and such, you know, following the clues. So he's just saying, I'm doing my job. Don't don't bite the messenger, you know. Her husband's not happy. The cops come in at 5 a.m. with a search warrant demanding witnesses that we were home last night. We're regular people. Regular people don't need witnesses. She's charged with two murders now. <laughs> and then Lee... Lee like explains it to uh to the to the Sullivans and she's like he just talks like that and so she breaks it down she's like yeah it's a very weak case so we're gonna do everything we can to help you <laughs> and he's like oh great you just told him we'd help 
She goes, I promise. I all the time. I like talking in acronyms and crazy uh, <laughs> things. And people are like, what are you saying? <laughs> in English, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Where we work, it's all acronyms. Engineering, it's all acronyms. And they make fun of us for having so many acronyms in HR. And it's like, uh, you guys have way more than we do. Yeah. Everything's we an have, acronym. We have a lot. Yes, yeah. I, I feel the pain. It just becomes your new vocabulary. Can you do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like what you would expect the acronym to be, like based on your own knowledge of whatever subject that you might be thinking about. Mm-hmm. They ran the plates yep. and they have 11 possibles. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, Lee and Amanda now have to run those down because apparently the police don't know how or something. I don't know. <laughs> Or they need something to do. Yeah. So uh, they had eight dead ends, and now they have three more to check. So lucky us, we didn't have to go through all the other eight. Yeah. <laughs> and they pass. Uh, they they're at a uh, like a, a rest home. A rest home. Yeah. That's what the sign. Yeah, is. <laughs> rest home. That sounds like yeah. now they call it like a nursing home or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they find this Mrs. Carswell. And she's like, they're like, oh, we're from the Seniors Outlook magazine. We're doing an article on seniors and their cars. How exciting. <laughs> Where they drive, what they drive. Drive? I haven't owned a car since I retired. She's so sweet. She's like a little grandma. What's bursitis? <laughs> Anybody know? It got her gimped up, whatever it was. Jen, you don't know what bursitis is? It, it's like a degenerative condition and then attacks to the bones and tendons and muscles near your joints. So it sounds sense. like arthritis. She probably, she probably has trouble moving around and stuff. You know, it's kind of like arthritis. It's just a different um, mechanism of action or something when it's breaking down. It says bursitis often occurs in your joints that perform frequent repetitive motion. Hmm. <laughs> so it's probably like it's probably like arthritis then, yeah. or maybe like gout. Yeah. Ooh, gout's no gout's. Have no, you ever seen gout's it? It's very different. It's <laughs> very yeah, but you can have it like a mild. Can you? Because yeah, my I, grandpa has a mild case. Does he? Yeah. I, I, we had somebody I worked with that had it, and it was horrible. His yeah. feet were—they looked like a swamp monster. Oh, really? They were that awful. They like, were huge. Like electrolyte balance, like you have an ba- imbalance in your fluid retention. Yeah. So little, it, it doesn't pass through. Like the yeah. the toxins don't go yeah. out in your body. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and with this, it looks like it can go away. Like if you rest the area. So unlike arthritis, which yeah. probably just cannot go away. So right. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I think she's cute with her little, her hair with her hair in a bun and yeah. everything. I just think she's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's like a school marm. Yeah. She's so cute. cute. And her little voice is cute yeah. too. And her little plaid. Yeah. Just uh, that looks like the, the ranch, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, it it yeah. seems like, like it looks like it. Yeah. It looks like so, the neighborhood. It looks like the neighborhood. I think that might be like. I mean, just, she has like a basement window. That's pretty legit. Yeah. One of those neighborhoods or something. She's saying I, I wasn't safe at any speed with her vehicle. So she, she let the company credit union take it. She was like, why should I pay any more money? Besides, the company had a deal, dear little minibus. He goes, what company was that, May? Oh, that was Transoceanic Industries. And they gave each other a look. She handed Amanda a rose, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I warned those little devils. <laughs> Yeah, for the aphids. aphids. Yeah. She goes, Elizabeth told me that Rawlings and Transoceanic were like peas in a pod. He goes, nobody had more to gain keeping him in office than that company. That's for sure. Look, 
If our murderer is buried inside Transoceanic, he's going to be pretty hard to find. Are you sure you want to go through with this? She goes, oh, Lee, come on. I can still flirt pretty well when I want to. And then she hands him the rose and he's like, so uh-huh. So they must have already talked about how they can get into Transoceanic, which I love. <laughs> I love how she rambles her way in here. <laughs> and then the little exchange with the guy. It's so cute. So Lee, look at that collar up really high on him. Uh, she, he's like, oh, hello, ma'am. And she's like, oh, hello. He goes, she goes, well, this is a little embarrassing, but um, did you ever see Camille, the movie, you know, with Robert Taylor, Greta Garbo? He's like, no. She's like, he saw her across the opera and just had to meet her. And well, let me see if I can say this. This morning on my way to work, I stopped at a light. There was a man in the car next to me. He was real good looking and he had a great smile. And so I followed him and he came in here and... Well, anyway, he was driving a blue four-door, I don't know, something or other with license plate. And the last three numbers were 767. He's like, oh, well, you struck pay dirt. (laughs) The car is checked out to Mr. O'Keefe. He's our president. Oh, really? Well, you think he'd see me? And then Mr. Creepy Pants, would you say his name was Town? Yeah, that's what I had in here. So Town shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, he'll see you right now. She's like, oh, I should probably come back later. No, it'll have to be now. She goes, no, it's fine. (laughs) And then I love how the guard at the end, he's like, good luck, ma'am. Maybe it'll be just like that movie. Oh, well, I hope not. She dies. (laughs) Way to give away the end of the movie. Spoiler. What did you think was going to happen, Lee? So I like how Lee uh, gets in. (laughs) He just hangs on to the little truck and goes in. That's awesome. So now we're in O'Keefe's office. She's always getting manhandled. Maybe she likes that. Maybe she's into that. Maybe. Who knows? Teach their own. He's like, who the hell are you? Uh, Mr. O'Keefe, you see, I didn't want to go through personnel. I know I probably should have, but I thought I would just bring my resume myself to deliver it to you. Except I left the car without my purse. And then Lee comes in. Did you tell him? She's like, uh, no. So this kind of reminds me of how they played off of each other in um, There Goes a Neighborhood, the second episode of yeah. first season, when they're in talking to Bobby Bouchard with about his, uh, the, he's like, did did you tell him yet? And she's like, uh, no. He, oh, you know. yes, the guy with the, um, the painting. The, yeah, yes. with the mom yes. issues, mommy issues. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with the cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he goes, you were the one who wanted to work, you know. Yes. <laughs> wanted more. Yeah. I was working my way up. I was almost a tweezers. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that where they're playing off of each other and be like, oh, and she like kicks, yeah. p- picks up really quick. Mm-hmm. They're improvising and saying that they work with Magnuson mm-hmm. and that they want their cut. I like how she stands behind him. He's like, and we want to know, we know everything. She goes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like one of those little puppy dogs that comes up behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, boss. Right. <laughs> what he said. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, see? <laughs> He's like, get out of here. He goes, in a minute. And he writes down his phone number. So this is Lee's phone number, ladies. one five 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 two seven one five. That's five 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 two seven one five. You're like I'm at work. I know, right? <laughs> and so now they're heading out <laughs> and the security guards helping them leave. So O'Keefe's not real happy because, you know, he's gotten caught now he's like that's a guy that's a guy he goes they say they were they were richard's partners do you believe him the question is how to get them out of our way oh it's a little bit different in the script oh yeah yep 
He says, it's like, he, he cowls more to it. He's like, how can we afford not to or something? Or we can't afford not to. Hmm. Yeah. So he takes a, he takes a little more aggressive approach here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if he always gives out his home number. <laughs> Seems a little weird. Yeah, I mean, it could be that he set it up where that's a number that transfers over to his apartment. You know, he, he could set it up that way, but who knows? It was so on the fly. You want to get crank calls from these guys later. <laughs> yeah, right? Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> So I think this is really cute. They're coming off the elevator and they're like so proud of themselves and they're both congratulating themselves and saying, well, you were great. No, you were great. You know, kind of thing. It's cute. And then his apartment door, the door's half open. Mm -hmm. And so he comes in, guns a blazing. There's a woman speaking French. Mm -hmm. Ugh, She's so school marmy with that button collar and everything. So this is Leslie, everybody. (laughs) Boo, hiss, hiss, boo. (laughs) Like no one else was doing that. Apparently that's what the fans said big time back in the day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they wrote a ransom note and they said, ditch the girlfriend if you know it's good for you. (laughs) But, you know, that's cool though that they actually listened, you know. Nowadays they do because of social media and everything. But back in the day, they I mean, that was pretty cool. So Leslie sees Amanda peeking over and, uh, and invites her in and introduces herself. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to, I'm going to go call Billy and, and uh, give him a heads up. And so now Leslie's like trying to milk Amanda for all, all the information she can on Lee, mm-hmm. which makes her feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, oh, then she brings up the freaking dress. Like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a little weird that Leslie wants to have her stay for dinner and go to the dance with them. I don't know. Yeah, so do you think it's um it's just a truly she's just a nice person and just thinks Amanda's nice all of a sudden just wants to Definitely like a kindred like spirit and just wants to, you know, you know Lee, so I'm not like she's not uh, is she clearly not threatened by Amanda and just wants to, you know, learn as much as she can about Lee? Mm-hmm. Or is no, she or is she picking up anything and like I'm going to keep my enemies closer kind of thing? No, I don't watching it um even now i was like you know it's so nice to see that she's like she seems like such a nice like woman and she's like professional she's not like sleuthing around or anything like some of his other previous partners so anyway i think i thought she was genuine and okay so I, didn't, I didn't mind seeing her other than the fact that i know that lee and amanda will get together i already know that yeah so it didn't bother me that she's that she's here now no i yeah. i get it and it's probably just the jealous part of me that's like no one can be with lee yeah. amanda kind of thing you know what i mean like sure. as a kid that's yeah. like residual from even okay. being a kid of like course. who's this girl get her out of here you know kind of thing which i think most even probably adults watching it at that time were like that too yeah. you know yep yeah i think she was being nice and just honest about it but i also think you know if you're gonna set up a romantic dinner with a, your boyfriend that you only see every once in a while when you're in town, you're not going to necessarily invite his secretary to the dance and dinner. But, you know, I can see them, you know, visiting, but it's just, I don't know, it seems a little weird. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not that much. Not much that, that much visiting. Right. Like, <laughs> you can have, have a, invite me for coffee or something. Don't do it like this. This is, yeah. that's kind of weird. And but she's she, like, sometimes there's just, well, chemistry and it's like yeah and you don't have it sorry that's the caddy in me. 
I mean, obviously they do if he's like, you know, not sleeping and he's got bags under his eyes and he's tired. See, for me, okay, this is how I make this work for me. Okay. No, I'm going to be serious. Like I asked you earlier, but I didn't comment on it. Mm -hmm. I see it as he has truly has insomnia because subconsciously he's working through this. He doesn't, his, his sub, his conscious knows that he's just, he's, he's using this Leslie as a placeholder for Amanda because he's afraid if he does have a relationship with Amanda that he'll lose her like he's lost everybody else okay and that his his you know awake his his conscience you know um doesn't want to um risk it so subconsciously he doesn't want to risk it and everything so he's afraid to move further so he's set up in his mind like oh I really like Amanda. She's, you know, my best friend kind of thing, right? And I need normal. So, but I need to I need to keep that separate. My relationship with Amanda is separate, right? Cuz I don't I'll screw that up and I don't want to screw that up. So, mm-hmm. if I just have her as my f- best friend, then I can have this other normal person on the side and I'll have the best of both worlds and I won't screw this up. You know what I mean? And that's why, in my head, totally in my head, I know, that's why he's having such a hard time sleeping is because, because it doesn't, she's not, do you look at her and go, oh, yeah, they were out late partying the whole time. It's just, it doesn't. No, it's, it's the abbreviated amount of time that they have together currently and that it's still so new. Possibly, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's another, there could be another sure. side to it is all sure. I'm saying. And in my head, that's how I play it out. Mm-hmm. Like that, because they don't really, I mean, they're just kissing, like they don't even really kiss in this, you know what I mean? So it's not like, yeah, and it's not like a passionate, you know, shover against the door kind of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you would have. happening off camera. I think he just says he has insomnia because he doesn't want to tell him at work that he has a girlfriend. So I don't think. Both are very yeah. feasible, I think, you I, know. I think it's just, as Lexi said, that she's only in town certain times, and so if you see each other a lot during that period, who knows? All those are, like, valid, but... That's what I mean. Um, the either, you could go either way. you really thought about some of this stuff, like... Well, dude, I've written... Not. Do you know how many stories <laughs> I've written? You have to think about all this stuff through, you know what I mean? Even, like, videos. Yeah. You have to... You have a story that you're trying to convey in a video, you know what I mean? Sure. So you yeah, have yeah. you have that that you're trying to mm-hmm. build. So you have those ideas in your head. Yeah. Since you're like, you know, 11 years old, 10 years old. <laughs> she did say in the script, she's a, a widow. Her husband died last year and she's just getting back into the swing of things. So that could account for maybe how the more like, reserved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. But I thought that was another interesting comparison to Amanda because they both had had husbands. Yeah. Like one died and one went, yeah. went away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was reading it, I noted that. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much. So that's what I mean. Like, so consciously he's choosing somebody that's, that's almost, true. you know, very similar. Brown hair, brown eyes, mm-hmm. tall, slim. Yeah. You know, more normal, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know. Yep. But it's not Amanda, so he's not risking. Sure. The relationship that the only you know the best relationship he's probably had in his entire life right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think you're right about that i think he's attracted to normal now yeah mm-hmm. he doesn't quite know why 
He's attracted to Amanda, which who is normal, yeah. and then now he so yeah. he thinks, oh, I need somebody normal, not Amanda. I need somebody normal like Amanda, mm-hmm. but not he's not ready to admit like I. It's not I want normal. I want Amanda, who happens to be normal. It could be, yeah. You know For what sure. I mean? That's all. Yeah. So Amanda's obviously very uncomfortable about getting grilled by Lee's new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lee is so rude. <laughs> She's like putting out a third plate for, for Amanda. And he's like, picks it up and puts it right back. Like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're going to the Soviet embassy. That's why Lee got me that dress. And she's like, you're going. She goes, oh, no, I think I'll pass, um, pass on this one. She's like, maybe we can get together. Yeah, let's go on a triple date or a you know double date, which is us three. Yeah. That's yeah, not let's awkward. Take it, let's take it too far. <laughs> I know, right? And then he walks her out. He was like, brief Billy. I've got a team standing by in case O'Keefe calls. She's very nice. Oh, I'm glad you like her. Not your type. What do you mean? Not She's my type? normal. She's a normal person. She would never understand you. She would never understand what you do. Amanda, she has a top security clearance from the UN as a diplomatic translator. She's been to Moscow for the start talks. She can guess what I do. That's why it works out so perfect. Oh. Anyway, where was I? Okay. Uh, everything's all set up in case O'Keefe calls. You're going straight home, right? Oh. <laughs> going straight home, Amanda. Story of my life. School, dentist, grocery store, then straight home. Never been to the what UN. The- Never been on the road to Moscow. Only Hague I know is that guy used to be Secretary of State. Amanda, you have been a big help. Believe me, I appreciate it. Now, all we have to do is wait for O'Keefe to take the bait. If he calls for a a rendezvous, hey, I can get Francine to double as you. Yeah, we could at least watch him. Oh, no, no, no. You have better things to do. Amanda King, I am not going to fight with you about this. Now, watching O'Keefe is pointless. You go home. Oh. Go home. Buster. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is the most forceful and kind of strong that she is on the show or has been, I think. The With most aggressive? Mm-hmm. The most aggressive, you mean? Well, yeah, in stating her case, you know, like I, she's outspoken. She's outspoken about yeah. the She's outspoken about the case and what they should be doing. And she's just like, and I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I mean, I, she, hasn't, she hasn't done that before. Right. No, you're right. And her little jealous cat-like, you know, cattiness is coming out. <laughs> um, Amanda's left mm-hmm. um, very um, hotly. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Lee's pouring some champagne for them. And uh, Leslie comes out with her cheesy hair. That Her hair looks bad there. Yeah, I love her hair. Oh, no. With the, the bangs, they look... Oh, no, I love the bangs. Do you? I oh, I don't. this is so cute. No. It looks yeah, old-fashioned. Like it. it reminds me of my mom. My mom used to wear her hair like that. So it's like, uh, I think it's a pretty, I think it's very pretty. Okay. I, I It looks like a mullet to me. Oh, like, no. that's what it reminds mm-hmm. me of. So um, he, she comes out and he starts to talk. Leslie. I do. I don't <laughs> like her. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. No, I don't. I think she's wonderful. I think she's boring. Like, if they were going to make her a long-term character, like, I would have. I wouldn't have been okay with it, but like she is nice. Oh yeah, she's yeah. nice. I don't think she's. I don't think there's a mean bone in her body. Yeah. Right. I totally get that. I just. I find her a little just, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is she's very wholesome and yeah, kind of boring. That's all. Well, he's trying to connect 
connect with her on a different level, not, you know. Yeah, I bet. Exciting, sexy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Wands. Right. There it looks better. When she first came out, it looked like a mullet to me. Hmm. The important thing is that he called her Amanda. Yeah. When she, when she came true. out. And then he's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oops, I hope she didn't catch that kind of thing. Yes. And then he's like, she goes, she's very special. He goes, yes, she is. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a little awkward moment there that he saved himself on. And then apparently now we're, he sits down to have a little canoodling time with mm-hmm. uh, Miss uh, O'Connor. And the phone rings just as they're about to kiss. So apparently it's not Amanda. It's Lee that has the issue with uh, bad timing on trying to kiss. Uh-huh. You know, you take her out of this and it's still him. So there's a there's a common denominator denominator there for sure. Uh, So O'Keefe is now preparing. He's saying, bring the woman. Mm -hmm. And Lee's like, no. And he's like, no, both of you, you know, which should scream set up to him anyways. And uh, they're so they're headed back to Transoceanic. So Lee, like he said he would, gets Francine to double as Amanda. Yeah. When does he ever do that? Right. Never anymore. He used to. But now uh, the goon town is now apparently a bomb maker. Yeah. Which why do they even need Magnus? (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like all of a sudden he knows like what he learned all that from Magnuson. Right. So he brings it out and puts it in the. um, (laughs) Amanda's like a little prairie dog. (laughs) Puts it in the parking spot uh, that he's supposedly going to be parking in, I guess. Seems like an odd spot. Like, you have to be pretty specific of where he's yeah. going to park. Right. Pretty sure where he's going to park. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Amanda sees him planting the bomb, and he's just littered. What a jerk. Yep. Totally littered. He's a real bad guy. That's yeah. That's you know. <laughs> so, he goes behind some crates to hide, like a little pussy that he is. <laughs> and uh, he's got a little remote, little doohickey mm-hmm. that he... He's playing around with. Yeah. And she's over top of him and is watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then she sees Lee and a fake Amanda drive in. And so she's going to save her friends. Mm-hmm. And she knocks over she knocks over uh, the crates onto that uh, goon. And then she starts beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. In the script, she was looking through her car for something to hit him with. And she landed on a croquet mallet. Oh. So she beat him with oh, a croquet mallet. Oh, man, that would <laughs> yeah. hurt. Yes. Uh-huh. Dang. You go, girl. Yep. That would do the job. It would. Amanda fighting off the goon, she took quite a few little bruises, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, gets, the guy pushes the, the um, bomb and it blows up. Ugh, Francine, don't run like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, O'Keefe hears the bomb and comes out and starts shooting at Lee and Francine. And then they run into the building after him. And then Amanda goes in after them. But Francine looked hideously um, unprepared to to run there. She looked like a girl running, like a a bad girl. (laughs) But she's done that before, like really bad running. Yeah. And then Amanda runs right after her and she's running like a normal human being. (laughs) It is weird to see Francine with the brown hair. Mm-hmm. It's like... In the Amanda clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the tennis shoes and everything. So Francine uh, gets captured and Amanda hasn't been. <laughs> but now um, O'Keefe's using Francine to lure Lee out and gets his gun from him. 
And Francine's gun is now laying on the floor for Amanda to come by and snatch it up. Okay, cowboy, drop your gun. Mm. So Lee tosses aside. His jeans are a little high there, don't you think? Yeah, I like them. No? I bet you do. <laughs> Probably the high-waisted. Yeah, they were high-waisted ladies. ones. Yeah, yeah. I might not they're back waist. now, apparently. You don't, they like, I, if they're more fitted like that, that's yeah. fine. I can do I can deal with that. <laughs> so O'Keefe has now got Lee and Francine and uh with the gun and amanda comes up behind him and shoots the pulley and the pulley drops the net and the net falls onto o'keefe and then lee's able to knock the poop out of uh, o'keefe francine comes running over and she's like oh amanda that was great shooting she's like thank you francine he goes great shooting great shooting why didn't you just take o'keefe out well lee i probably would have missed him and if I didn't shoot him, then he probably would shoot you. If you didn't think you could hit him, what makes you think you could hit the bully? She goes, well, I just aimed to the broad side of the building and hope for the best. <laughs> That's Amanda. She goes, look, I've been practicing. <laughs> she doesn't give herself enough credit. Yep. I know. He doesn't either, though. He's like yelling at her after she saves him. Yep. What the heck, man? Rude. Did you be like, damn straight? I can aim and I shot the pole. Yeah, and no one was hurt. And you still got your guy. I don't know what they were thinking putting Amanda in this cream color vest with a white yeah. pinstripe shirt. I don't, I, no. Yeah. And then the Lee jeans just. Yeah, these jeans are not good, though. They're other not good. Are... Yeah, she wears other ones that look good, but mm-hmm. those just are like, no. Lee jeans, man, they were big. Back oh, they day. were, weren't they? Uh, oh my gosh! I just did not like them. Yeah, because they did not fit me right. Nope. you wanted because they had that tight waist and the big butt. butt yes, the big butt, and made you have look like your mom jeans. On. Yes. <laughs> See how we suffered, Lexi? We suffered. Yeah, That's really. We did. And look, teeny tiny waist with the big boobs. I know. I and back then we mm-hmm. and still now I don't want that. Yep. So now uh, Lee and Amanda have gone and, and um, checked in on the Sullivans, and they're quite happy and appreciative of, of their um, help uh, in clearing her name. And then uh, Lee's a little uh, kind of nervous, it seems. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like almost like uh, he's had an epiphany. You know what I mean? Could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you're probably busy, huh? She's like, no. He's like, your mother's card club. She's like, no. He goes, oh, I thought maybe, uh, I thought maybe we'd have dinner tonight. You know, just the two of us alone. Oh my. You and Leslie have a dinner party at the Russian embassy tonight. And he's like, ah, uh, yeah. This is like Alexi. Um. <laughs> she won't be lonely. Believe me. She's working anyway. She's got her own invitation. And she's like, okay. He goes, no, I thought maybe, uh, you know, nice steak, bottle of red wine, baked potato on the side. <laughs> No shop talk for a change. And she's all beaming. We don't do that enough, do we? And she's like, not by a half. <laughs> and then it ends. That's cute. cute. So to me, mm-hmm. I think he's finally realized, like, I thought I wanted normal. I tried normal. Mm-hmm. Something was missing. Yeah. It's Amanda. Yep. I so now he realizes it. And now it's kind of, I mean, this is the last time we see him with any other anybody else. Yeah. So that's why I think when you were saying about Jen, when you were saying that we, that we should have put lovely little fair ahead of this, it's, I think this is the right progression because 
Next, now you see him being like, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm thinking more, I'm thinking of her in a more romantic way, but now what, you know, what the heck's she doing with this Chamberlain guy? Which it is for work, but. Maybe. I still think after this epiphany, he would have acted a little bit even more different in A Lovely Little Affair if it happened after. But I will watch it. Okay. With new eyes and I will see. Right. But yeah, I mean, because I don't know, he still acts a little squirrely in that one. And this one, I think he's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it again. Yeah, he's definitely squirrely in this one, too. You know, wishy-washy. Well, until, until the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think this is like a big epiphany for him. Like, oh, I thought I wanted normal, but really what I want is Amanda, who just happens to be normal. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you all think? <laughs> Tell us. Tell us what you think. True that. So the episode does end a little differently in the script. Oh, yeah. I have to say it's much better. Like, this is a much more... The film version is? Yes, the film version versus the script. Um, But it has kind of two different tags um, in it. So first, um, it's they leave Eric and and Elizabeth, and they're starting to walk. And then um, Lee and Amanda are walking... And she sees Lee checking his watch. And so her mood changes. And as they're walking towards the Corvette, Amanda says, time for the Midnight Rambler to saddle up. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my. And he says, not yet. I made an appointment with Leatherneck Nelson at the firing range for five o'clock for both of us. And Amanda says, for both of us? I thought we'd review some basics. That was said by Lee. Amanda thinks about this. Not sure how she feels. Lee says, we'll be finished in time to make the 710 show at the Rialto. Amanda says, the show? You and me? Lee nods, smiling. Amanda says, what show? Lee says, Annie Oakley. (laughs) (laughs) It's a movie about another well-known female shooter. And Amanda says, funny, Stetson. Very funny. So they go and head off to that. That's cute. And then um, this is the nighttime of day three uh, in Amanda's house. Uh, It says Amanda's sitting in the den with a book in front of her. She's not reading it, however, as her nodding head indicates. The book slides off her lap, hits the floor, and she sits up. So Dottie enters the room with her suitcase and overnight case. Um, Dottie says, hi, honey, still up? Amanda says, is it late? I've been buried in this book. Dottie nods, crosses to Amanda, turns it up. Uh, turns up the book and smiles. Daddy says, same problem I used to have when you were out. Amanda defensively says, I wasn't waiting up for you, mother. Daddy says, no, no, of course not. So? Amanda says, so what? Daddy says, okay, okay, I'll make it easy on you because I know how it feels to want to know. She sits down. Daddy says, the weather was wonderful. The drive down was beautiful. The food was fabulous. And Hunter was a charming gentleman. As Daddy talks, a mysterious smile begins to light her face. Amanda watches her mother trying to read her comments. Amanda says, that's all? Daddy says, oh, I thought it was rather a lot. Amanda says, you know what I mean. Daddy nods and says, and I, and you know what I mean. <laughs> Amanda says, mother, you're being difficult. Daddy says, yep, and it's kind of fun. Come on, you make the popcorn and I'll fix the hot chocolate, just like we used to. And off Amanda's look, she says, well... It always used to work when you wouldn't talk, and then they both laugh, and then it ends. Oh, so, that's kind of cute, though, just to read about it. It's yes. cute, but I do like this one better. Yeah, no question. But that's cute, better. but mm-hmm. I do like the whole one scene right before it. Yes. Yeah, with the Rialto yeah. stuff. That was to, cute. Are you ready to? Annie Oakley. Time to, 
<laughs> for the Midnight Rambler to saddle up. <laughs> I know, that's <laughs> awful. Bad image, bad image. That's so funny. Yep. It's time for Dottie's Bookshelf, where we'll give you recommendations for fan fiction that fit into this week's episode. Because this episode focuses on the feels, it tends to be a favorite for all of the wonderful writers out there. So we have several recommendations to share with you. The first is Over the Limit Extended Tag by the Dragoness 821. It's about 1900 words and was written in August of 16. In this story, Amanda isn't so easily swayed by Mr. Stetson's charm and actually turns down his dinner invitation. You go with your bad self, Amanda. (laughs) The second recommendation comes from Dottie, i.e., not why, called The Long New Year's Eve and was written in January of 2001 with about 10,000 words. Who didn't want to know how Lee drank so much he ended up in the borscht? Be sure to check this one out and find out this author's take on that night. A very special evening written by Scarecrow and Mrs. King Girl in September of 2000, which has a little over 3,000 words, rounds out our recommendations for Over the Limit. In this story, we see exactly how a couple of steaks, some red wine, baked potato on the side, and no shop talk plays out. Be sure to check these stories out on our website at mkcpodcast.com in the show notes, or you can find them on fanfiction.net. It's time for the video vault brought to you by Ernie the Camera, where we scan the internet for videos relevant to themes found. And in this case, season three's episode three, Over the Limit. This is the first episode where the feelings between Lee and Amanda are a part of the episode plot and an important milestone for many. At the end of this episode, Lee clearly has wised up and realized he had deeper feelings for Amanda. So the first video is based on a song that perhaps sums up season three the best. The song is I Can't Fight This Feeling by Ario Speedwagon, and the video was created by TJ SNK LBR. Aww. Or mm-hmm. TJ SNK Lover. <laughs> <laughs> Lee has clearly decided by the end that he really can't fight his feelings anymore, choosing to start spending more personal time with Amanda instead of his latest love interest. The first clue would be speaking her name in the midst of a romantic dinner instead of Leslie's. Well, it could have been in the throes of passion, which would have been a lot worse. The second video is along similar lines and has several scenes from this episode. The song is If I Let You Go by Westlife, with the video created by Tessa Kendall McKenzie. Lee really does start to realize that he has feelings for Amanda and that he is hurting her by not acting on them. I think he really does see that at the end. So check out those two videos, and then we couldn't resist throwing in a bonus video. There has been much angst in our country over the fishing industry and the loss of jobs in this area. In this episode, it was due to overfishing by industrial trawlers, but it has also happened as a result of imposed limits on catch due to overfishing, and it became that much harder to find the fish and make a living. The song is The Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel and is perhaps one of the most powerful and moving songs in both lyric and musical composition. At least that is the opinion of Ernie the Camera. (laughs) We hope you'll enjoy these videos, which can be found on YouTube, and we provided the links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. That's it for us and Over the Limit. Join us next time when you'll hear Amanda say, I wonder if that's his own hair in season three's A Lovely Little Affair. Same SMK channel, same SMK time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.